Live from the J.C. Newman Cigar Studio in Boston, Massachusetts, welcome to the Smokin' Tobacco Show with your host, Matt Tobacco and Smokin' Nicole. <coughs> Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Sorry. I'm still fighting this cough. Coughing already. <laughs> First of all, before I even do the intro. Vegas. What, yeah, Vegas. Everyone knows the half the trade show brought COVID home. And yep. Nicole had it really bad last week. Yeah. I was pretty mild. But then as Nicole was getting over it and I thought that that was it for me, like now I just have this cough that has just been a nightmare. And I didn't even make it into my intro. And <laughs> here it is. Um, it's just it's horrible. It's horrible. But welcome to another episode of the Smoking Tobacco Show. My name is Matt Tobacco from SmokingTobacco.com. And for the first time, uh, I am joined by my beautiful wife, Smoking Nicole. Um, on the Smoking Tobacco Show, she did miss the show last week because, as I just said, she uh, she was, was pretty sick. Yeah, she couldn't get out of bed, so it was it was pretty bad. Um, I, I've since I've since made three show appearances. Those are actually the only three times I've actually smoked a cigar since the trade show uh, because of this. Spare Notes, you know, it was a long show Saturday, and I almost didn't make it into – we were going towards the three-hour mark, and I had to text Coop and be like, I'm holding this cough back right now, so, like, I, I, I'm, I'm done. And uh, I had to end the show because I, I was holding it back, and as soon as I was done, I just let it ride for, like, 20 minutes. I was just like, oh, my God. Uh, and it's been getting worse ever since, but I have to do this, so I'm here, um, <laughs> just doing the best I can. But we're not alone. We are joined by our friend Sebastian from Cavalier. Um, we haven't had you on the show before. This is your first time, so welcome to the show officially, Sebastian. Thank you. I appreciate that, and thank you for having me. It's a pleasure, um, and I'm happy to join you in the COVID club. The COVID club. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if you haven't heard of uh, Cavalier, um, they are the ones with the cigars with the gold diamond on the wrapper of the cigar. Uh, we have one right here. You've Stay probably gold. you've probably seen that. Stay gold, smoke gold. Yeah. Um, although Sebastian, the cigar we're smoking tonight doesn't have gold on it. We're smoking the new yeah. inner inner circle. Um, I actually got these at from you at the trade show and. I knew you were coming on, so we, we saved them for tonight. So this is going to be our first time smoking the cigar. We're going to smoke it with Sebastian um, as we, you know, get into this and, and talk, you know, a little bit about, you know, the brand and whatnot. And then we'll talk a little bit more about this cigar. Um, but so that's what we're smoking. Sebastian, what are you smoking tonight? Um, I actually wanted to smoke the, <laughs> the inner circle, too, but couldn't find in which part of my bags it was in. So I ended up uh, picking uh, Prospector, actually. Oh, nice. Which is, uh, yeah, it's a one-size thing. Um, was announced last year at the trade show. But thanks to the beautiful general world situation, it took a long time for us to get it to the market. So it's uh, as of recently available on the market. <clears throat> nice. It's exciting to see you guys continue to grow. You guys have been out around for a, little, a couple of years now. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, last year we, we saw you at the show. I, I ran into you at the show. We didn't get to film at the show this year. I wanted to. But, unfortunately, Nicole had already started to get sick. So um, we weren't able to, to record there. But I did get by, I did come by. I talked to Sebastian. And th there will be some the coverage of, of the booth and all that later 
uh, on the website as soon as I, I get caught up. I'm a little bit behind on getting our trade show coverage out because we've been so sick, so uh, just bear with us. But it, I'll get that out. I have photos and information, and we'll talk more about that even on the show tonight. So uh, a little bit of an early you know unveil there. Um, but Sebastian, tell me a little bit about the brand. Uh, before we get into the cigars themselves, uh, you guys are a smaller boutique brand. Um, maybe not everyone's heard of the brand, so just let everyone know, you know, a little history on it. Where, where, you, where are you guys from? Where are you based out? Where are your cigars made? Um, you know, just kind of the general uh, rundown. Yeah, so very quickly, um, I started Cavalier about seven years ago now, uh, uh, back originally in Switzerland. Uh, so I started in Europe. I'm I was born and raised in, in Switzerland, so it only made sense, obviously, for me to start back there. Um, right now, so we've been, so we have the company in Switzerland that takes care of uh, international markets, which represents slightly over 30 countries. And then we have <clears throat> the U.S. company based out of Dallas, where I'm right now, which uh, I've been living in Dallas now for three and a half-ish years. I'm a little lost with that COVID thing. It, it kind of, you know, like everybody, I think it kind of uh, cut time in a weird way. So somewhere on three and a half years, um, which the U.S. side, U.S. company, what we run from here is obviously only for taking care of the U.S. market. And then uh, we had our cigars produced by a member of the Placencia family and partially by Nestor too um, for about five-ish years and about a year and a half year and a half ago we opened our own factory we currently employ 80 to 100 people down there full-time wow uh, but you know so yeah a little little family is growing I didn't even I, I didn't even realize you had your own factory already I I, I thought you were still uh having your cigars yeah. made elsewhere but that's awesome uh that's you know it's always good when you can open your own factory you can have more control um you know over the stuff that you yeah. make you don't have to rely on someone else or uh, on their capacities and you know stuff like that um i've had the only the only problem is is uh is when you miscalculate like us and we kind of got to, to the factory capacity in a year so we were kind of trying to figure out how to um Figure out to get more space because we're stuck between other buildings and we don't have any expansion space left. Ah. So we'll figure it out. But yeah, you know, other, it's interesting because it, it provides other challenges, to put it that way. But it's definitely, um, you know, I think for a younger company like us, it, it really shows uh, we wanted to, you know, share our commitment with the industry and with what we do. Um, and obviously with the growth, it was it made only sense because uh, you get to a point where it gets very difficult to be regular enough with receiving productions and stuff like this when it's not your own um, operations. So yeah, it's uh, but it's been interesting. It's been interesting and uh, yeah, it's been a learning curve. Yeah, to say the least, which is Definitely. good. Mm -hmm. It never hurts to to learn. You know, you'll let things you'll use down the road. Um, no, that's. It's really awesome. So one of the first things I wanted to bring up with you, one of the signature staples on your cigars is that gold flake on the wrapper of the cigar. Now, if you've, if you've smoked the Cavalier cigars before, if you've seen them, you know what I'm talking about. If you don't, as I said, we just showed you. It's, it's an, it's, it's, it's a, if I remember correctly, you had told me <clears throat> when we first met, it is a, an edible 
Um, it's an actual gold. It's an edible grade gold that you guys put yes. on the wrapper. Uh, what was the inspiration behind that? What what came about to like let's put gold on the wrapper? So, um, so yeah, so it's twenty four karat edible. Uh, same thing you'll find on some pastries and stuff like this. Um, it's actually we actually source it from Europe. It's a little bit of a funky process, but um, <laughs> interesting. You know? um, it's you know we started when I when I first started the company. <clears throat> Um, it was going well, but the problematic that you find is, you know, for a younger company at the time, especially when you just start, um, how do you make your place? How do you make yourself visible in a humid or how do you, you know, make it uh, something that people will remember and be able to ask for and all those kind of things. And um, at the time when we were doing a site refresh, we only had the whites that was very early on. Uh, the white boxes, white series. Um, when we got to that uh, rebrand at the time, which Aileen was doing, um, all the boxes had actually a certain gold pattern, if you want, uh, all over it. And she was cleaning that up, making it something much more um, modern, modern, if you want, <clears throat> and uh, easier to read. Uh, and we were trying to figure out what we could do to enhance what the brand is and also make it more easy to talk about recognize remember and i said we have a little bit of a problem because yeah we're a younger company but we're present in over i said 30 countries including several countries in asia africa europe north america central america and caribbean so it means a lot of different languages so how the hell do you do when you know someone has to pronounce cavalier in french and german and chinese and whatever else languages you know korean japanese uh etc etc um english and french luckily is pretty simple cavalier cavalier but then when you get to those other languages it starts being a little funky so, oh yeah <clears throat> um the, the 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 whole concept actually my my wife came back to me and said look i think um i have an idea uh, which you put gold on the cigars, and I first reacted fairly negatively to it. Not that I have any, you know, nothing against people that that wrap their cigars in gold, but I, I really figured I was like, that's not something I'm willing to do. It's not something that is representative of who we are, what we do, and everything. He said, no, you don't understand. Uh, why don't we make it a simple? You know, the, the gold, the diamond. I'm, I'm cleaning up off the, I'm cleaning the boxes off, and there is no more diamond there there is one last little reminder of the, the gold diamond on the the um the lids of the white series actually but the whole box was like this and we figured it was already part of the image of what we had started at the time and so it only made sense to use it as a symbol that could be uh, spoken about in any language uh, without any specific barriers and uh, yeah that's where it started it's pretty, pretty interesting and pretty cool, actually. You know, and, and it worked. Right. And it worked. I mean, you go into it. I want the one with the with the, with the gold on it. Now, <laughs> I mean, there's really only I I and I I could be wrong, but I think there's only one other cigar that actually uses gold, but it's fully covered, and those are the Daniel Marshall cigars. But those are also much far and fewer between. Um, so when you go into a humidor and you and you're asking for that that gold diamond cigar, I mean. Oh yeah, exactly. So, I know what you're talking about. Through through the years, there's been 
some companies that have football on their cigars, um, some local European brands, uh, some brands that tried to uh, figure out a space in the market and uh, disappeared and different things like this. So there has been a couple of intents, but, but all the all the all those were all you know completely gold covered, and um, yeah, that was very different from the approach that we had. You know, we it's it's not at all the same thought process i think uh we don't do it as a novelty or something like this we really uh simply use it as a symbol so it's it's i think it's a very different thought process right yeah i mean it's and like it's it's well, i'm trying to find like the there was a word that i had and i lost it it's um i completely i hate when that happens too like i i think of like the right adjective and then i i lose it but it's it's ingenious i guess is another word you could use i don't know how that works but um that's definitely another one uh so was the white series the first was that the first cigar that that you started with with cavalier was the white series yeah it was the first cigar I ever blended and it's uh the first cigar I ever brought to the market originally i said uh launched it in switzerland and then expanded from there um <clears throat> and uh yeah it was it was interesting because everything you'll find in the portfolio that we have fits a different stage um in our history with cigars in our life with cigars and it also really fits and fills in a gap that we uh had to fill um meaning you really don't find two cigars that are so similar or anything like this because all of them is more of a, you know, personal process through tobacco. Yeah, I've had the white. So the white series was the first cigar that I had. I, I heard about the brand. I, I'd seen it before on social media, and the first time I had it was actually, it was May of twenty one. I was at I was at Smoke In, and uh, I was with I was actually with Abe in his office, and I said, you know, I'm gonna grab a cigar. And I grabbed the White Series, and I said, I'm going to smoke this, because I've been wanting to smoke this, and I haven't seen it anywhere, and I grabbed it, and I lit that, and I was like, wow. And I was really impressed. I really enjoyed that cigar. It's fantastic. Um, a lot of flavor, but not too overpowering. Real smooth. Great great quality construction. Um, it's a really nice premium cigar. And remind me on the on the price point of the White Series. Uh, it's roughly before, you know, depending it varies with taxes depending on the states and everything, but it's roughly in that nine to ten fifty dollar range. Yeah, so I mean I, I knew it wasn't I knew it wasn't too high, but so for like nine, ten dollars, right? So for nine, ten dollars, that's a pretty that's a pretty good price for a really high quality cigar. Um I, I you know, if you haven't had it, I highly recommend it for the price point. It's great. You get a you get a lot of bang for that for that nine, ten dollars. Um and especially Thank the quality. Yeah, the, the quality is it's, amazing. It's been, it's been interesting. All the portfolio basically ranges in that eight-ish to that fourteen fifty dollar range. Um, and uh, but yeah, the white was pretty interesting because we launched it. We had never done anything in the industry, and I think about two years in, a year and a half, two years in, we actually were in the top five cigar journal awards for the cigars in Honduras. The, you know, out of nowhere. So we've been very lucky with that cigar, and we've been very happy with that blend ever since. Um, it's been a, it's been an interesting journey, and <laughs> and I think a fairly unique cigar in itself. And then from the White Series, you went to this, which is the Viso Jalapa. So from the White, I 
first went at the time to the USA exclusive. We had opened hmm. the US with a third-party um, distributor, which you know we 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 thought we were going to work with the US the same way we work with any other countries. With was part of the learning curve. We discovered that doesn't really work that way. But we did about a year and a half, two years with with these people that were, which were great people. They just stopped uh, distributing any kind of cigars after that time uh, in the US. So we made a cigar for them. They asked for something because uh, they wanted something a little bolder. And so we created that USA exclusive. And then about a year after the Black 2, and then about a year ago, the Viso Jalapa. Ah, okay. <clears throat> I don't think I've had the other two, but I, I've had the White Series and I've had the Viso Jalapa, um, which are, are both very good. Uh, so the inner circle, Thank you. if I remember, if I'm, yeah, so the inner circle is going to be my third cigar, um, which is what we're smoking tonight. Um, this was something that you guys were showcasing at the trade show this year. And so this is a, um, this is a newer release and this is going to be coming out when? Um, so it's actually starting to ship, uh, before the end of the month. It's okay. I don't have an exact date just because uh, obviously the warehouse has a lot of work to do right now after the trade show. Yeah. But um, it's already in. Uh, so, yeah, it's going to start hitting shelves in the U.S. Uh, in the next, depending on where the shops are, you know, a range of two, one, two weeks and maybe four weeks. depending. Um, I had a question for you. So I'm about, uh, let's say, like a half an inch into this cigar. And it is good. Mm-hmm. Is there Honduran tobacco in this cigar? Mm. There is. Um, I was going to say, I can taste it, and it's good. So the, the blend on it actually is is pretty unique for us. Um, the wrapper and the binder are pretty classic tobaccos that we that we use on a fairly regular basis. The wrapper is uh, Habano from Jalapa. The binder is from Hamastran, so from Honduras. And then the fillers where it gets a little funky. There is, again, Jalapa, which, again, pretty classic for us. But then there is broadleaf grown in Amastan, which is Honduras again, which that broadleaf is not something that is very common yet uh, grown there. Uh, there is Pennsylvania from the U.S. And there is Piloto grown in the Dominican Republic. Ah, <clears throat> I was going to say, one of the first things I picked up on this cigar right away was I could taste that Honduran tobacco. And it's very, and it's a unique flair, as, as most you know tobaccos are. But you know, some some a little bit more than others. Uh, I picked up on that right away, and it's it's a lot of flavor in it, and it's a it's a good flavor. And it's I haven't been smoking a lot of anything with Honduran in it lately, so I think it's it's standing out to me a lot right now because it's it's so different from my palate. Because I've been smoking a lot of, to be honest with you, lately I've been smoking a lot of straight Dominican, um, and. A little bit of like Nicaragua, some Nicaraguan Maduros, but a lot, just a lot of straight, like more on the more mild, mild medium Dominican stuff lately. Um, so I picked that up on my palate right away, and it and it's a great flavor tone that I'm pulling off right away in the cigar, and it, it's really it's it's delicious. Now on this cigar, how many sizes are going to be available? So for now, we have four sizes there, which um, so there is a Tis Robusto, which is the first one. Uh, four and a half by 50. Then we have a Robusto Grande, which is a five by 54. Uh, Toro, six by 52. And then 
Tiburao, Pompeo, which is a 6x52. Um, so four sizes kept it pretty simple uh, and kept it in the, the spectrum of, you know, uh, what people tend to, to gravitate towards. We might add some more funky sizes a little bit after, um, but I think the, the, the key was to cover the essentials. And um, I think it worked pretty well in all those sizes. I'm actually very fond of the four and a half by 50. Yeah, um, I believe that's the size that you that we have here. Um, uh, yeah, it might well be. No, I'm sorry. Oh, five by no, these are the five by fifty-four. I'm sorry. Yeah, I really like this size. This is this is a really nice size. Um, the draw is excellent too. It has a nice draw to it, nice and smooth. The burn line has been very, very. I'll get a little closer. It's very consistent, very even. So it's burning well. It's drawing well. The flavor's good. Nice complexity. Um, not too hot. It's very muggy here where we are right now. It feels like 97. It's 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 just <laughs> dripping in the air, uh, but the cigar is still it's still performing very well. So, you know, again, an another you know, so far, I mean, we just started, but our, again, like an this is just another example of just another quality cigar that you guys have done, and I I think that that speaks volumes because you know I was you know I was online last night and I was on another manufacturer's Instagram. And there was a lot of people on there asking about like, well, why are you coming out with another cigar when like, you know, you guys haven't, you know, been able to keep up with, you know, the, the strong demand with some of the other lines. And, you know, they responded directly and they were like, well, you know what, we only make so many cigars per year. But, you know, what, what matters to us is the quality, not the quantity. You know, we'd rather we'd rather make a smaller amount and have them be good quality than just pump a lot of cigars out just to fill all the shelves. And then they kind of suck and then no one wants to buy them. And that's and that's true. Um, nobody, nobody wants to just put product out just to put it out and then it doesn't perform and then no one buys it again. So, uh, you guys have, have done a really good job, even as a small company of, of staying very consistent with your quality, um, over the last couple of years. I've, I've been smoking it for the last almost two years now and every single, every single one's always been on point. So I, I always bring that up and it's, and it's not like, it's not just to, you know, kiss ass or whatever. It's, it, it, it needs to be said because the the manufacturers who get that right, it needs to be mentioned because there's then there's manufacturers that don't there's the manufacturers that they don't get that right they just oh get get it out because people want it, um, but the people who who can still keep up with their supply and their quality is good, it's that's it's it it's a huge deal it really is because that's when you know that's when the reputation starts to drop off when you lose your quality. Yeah. And it's, it's always interesting because <clears throat> we've been very lucky since very early on to pull, you know, in right, in right hands um, to get the right tobaccos. But much more interesting now after a year and a half in the factory is that we don't only you know, roll our own cigars, but we process a good chunk of the tobaccos that we use. So we do our own fermentation. There's a lot of processes that we control ourselves, which allows us also to experiment, to play, and to get to use the tobaccos when we're happy with where, with where they're at, right? You're, we're, we're not as dependent anymore on um, using the tobacco the way it is, even though, you know, again, the sources we had before were, it's hard to get better sources than that. Um, but, uh, but it still adds, I think, to what we do and how we do it, to be able to, uh, on our side, ourselves, worker tobaccos the way we want at least a good chunk of them 
um, because I think it adds personality and it adds, again, it's, it's back to that commitment to the industry, you know? <clears throat> Absolutely. Uh, I am going to... I am going to take a, a pause right here really quick because we have two things we got to do. First, we got to hit our news. And the second thing is we have a giveaway that we need to announce. And I, I want to do that before I forget about that. First, we'll do the news. We'll start off with our news segment. Our news is, again, brought to you by McAuliffe Cigars. If you head over to McAuliffe Cigars today, uh, McAuliffeCigars.com, rather, uh, you can send to become official McAuliffe ambassador where you'll get your official ambassador number, ambassador coin. And while you're at it, head over to the Facebook McAuliffe ambassadors group where you can join in and socialize hang out smoke with all of your fellow McAuliffe ambassadors it's a great time it's a great group there's some of them in the chat here tonight I see Orlando Perez is here uh, there's a few others um, they'll tell you all about it it's a great time it's a great group uh, so in an effort to try to stay away from the PCA talk because I know it's been all over the internet I'll, 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 it's, I have something PCA but it has nothing to do with the trade show uh, Earlier this week, actually yesterday, the Premium Cigar Association and the Boutique Cigar Association announced a new collaboration. Um, sorry, the PCA and the BCAA announced that a new collaborative relationship to highlight the boutique cigar industry within the world of premium cigars and to affect solidarity within the cigar industry. Um, this is interesting. You know, the Boutique Cigar Association is is a group that's it's, a, it's been a small group. It's been, you know, in, in my opinion, could, we've talked about this on the Spare Notes show a little bit. I think that one of these shows, we're going to get into that a little bit more. But they, they've been a group that, and Coop's kind of spoken a little bit more critically on them than I have. But um, they've been a little quiet. They have, um, I, they have a... Uh, a festival or, or something like that every year that they do uh, with with some a bunch of I the think smaller this is their brands. Second annual. Yeah, I think this is their second annual. Um, but it, it's interesting to see them kind of pair up with PCA. Uh, I think that that's probably a good thing for them. You know, PCA is obviously a much a bigger organization that I think it's good for them to also you know be looking at some of these other groups like the BC the the Boutique Cigar Association. Um, it'll help them get more exposure, help them grow. Um, I think that that I think they're also going to be. I think they'll have a booth at the trade show next year. I think they're going to be doing something at the trade show next year. Well, they didn't announce formally what they were doing. I believe in terms of how they were right. going to be there, but I'd be curious to see how it plays out. Yeah. I mean, what would be cool is if they bought a giant booth space yeah. and then sort of siphoned and had mini booths for some um, of the you know uh, manufacturers in the boutique cigar association that may not have been able to afford a booth on their own so that they're still able to go to the yeah. show i think that makes the most sense but it gets, it, it, it's a good way to get to get some of those smaller brands into the big show to, to help them get their exposure help them to grow um which is great we always want people in the industry to grow and get bigger so um you know i i, I believe nova is in the boutique cigar association uh, I th I want to say Hiram Solomon is part of the Boutique Cigar Association. They are, yeah. Um, so there's a couple of brands you know, that we're you know very familiar with that are part of that organization. It, it's that it's nice to see that that relationship happening, and it'll be interesting to see where it goes. So uh, for more information on that, you can ho head over to smokeandtobacco.com uh, in our cigar news uh, cigar industry news section, and you can read more about that press release that came out from the two organizations yesterday. Uh, we also have a giveaway. And that giveaway is a Drew Estates swag pack. There's I'm going to throw the picture up, too. There's two winners that are going to be picked. Uh, actually, it's right over there. I don't know if we want to grab it. But um, we have two winners that we that we picked who, who participated in um, the giveaway that we hosted online. 
And our first winner, oh, there it is. Perfect. That's awesome. Boom. So there's a backpack. There's one of the spray can lighters that I know if you're a Drew Estate follower or fan, whatever, you've probably seen these in different designs. So there was a great smoke one. There was a DE25 one. Uh, there was uh, there was another one, too. I don't remember what it was. There's this one. This set is the, uh, the Goodwill Axe set that Drew Estate sent out in lieu of the... Uh, the barn smokers that, that were canceled last year because of the pandemic again. Um, so it comes with the backpack, the spray can, land of the hat, the sticks and sips book, which is awesome. There's some awesome cocktail recipes in that book. So definitely check that out. Um, the first winner of that set is our, fr our good friend Gracie Rodriguez was actually picked on that one. She is a winner of that set. Um, it's a winner number one. That's winner yeah. number one. And the other winner is Brian Cadena, also known as Bingo, for those who know him as Brian Bingo on social media. He is the other winner. So congratulations. Those, congratulations. Those are our two winners for the Drew Estate giveaway. There's two packs. We'll get them out to you guys. They're right over there. We'll box them up. We'll have them sent out hopefully by this weekend. Now, the other thing I want to talk about is we have another giveaway. Yes. We have another giveaway. And we waited till this one was over. So that was our Drew yeah. Estate giveaway that we did as part of our, our celebration for the trade show uh, that was brought to you by Drew Estate. Uh, all of our coverage was brought to you by Drew Estate. The giveaway brought to you by Drew Estate. Uh, but we have another one. This time this giveaway comes to us by virtue of Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust. We have a Steve Saka giveaway uh, from Steve himself personally. Um, for most of you obviously you know weren't at the trade show, um, but for those of us who were, when you went to the Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust booth, there were bags of, you probably saw this, but there were bags of Sasquatch poo that he was giving away at the booth. Now, he ordered about a thousand of these bags. He told the whole story in, the, in our in our interview at the trade show, which you can you can see all on, on our YouTube channel and everywhere else. He, he talks about this whole thing. Uh, he called this company up and asked for a thousand bags of them, and, and I think they thought it was a joke. Uh, but there they were at he the booth. He thinks they were their biggest order. Yeah, he he <laughs> like he, he thinks that they were his, the the biggest order uh, of that, that that company's ever done. So uh, I don't know about that. But uh, so we have we had some of those we wanted to give away, and then Steve had the bright idea like, hey, you know, if, if we're gonna do a giveaway, I don't want them to just get you know a bag of cotton candy, which is what it is. It's it's a black cherry flavored cotton candy. Um, but he said I want to throw something else in, so he voluntarily added in one. Muestra de Saka Unicorn, which normally retails for $100, uh, courtesy of Steve himself, that will be given away with two bags of the Sasquatch Poo Cotton Candy from the Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust booth. So if you weren't at PCA and you're like, oh, my God, I'm a Saka person. I got to have, like, that that flare collectible, whatever, because it's a so that's your chance. You can get two bags and you can get a really cool Dunbarton cigar, too. And we're dubbing it the Unicorn Poop giveaway the unicorn poop giveaway yeah it's a unicorn and some bags of poop so we will be um posting that after um after the show tonight so stay tuned similar to the um drew estate one you'll have to you know follow us and tag as always but um that will go live tonight so keep an eye out for that after the show absolutely it's going up tonight yep. when are we gonna when is that one run is that one just a week we can, yeah just a week i think that one's just gonna be a week so we'll yeah. run that and we'll pick the winners on next week's show on thursday night um, so stay tuned for that. Like I said, we'll have that up right after the show on social media. I'll have it on the website everywhere. So you guys can find it, but that is, uh, that is our giveaway for this week. Those are the winners. Congratulations to Gracie and Brian again. 
and uh, stay tuned for the Unicorn Poo giveaway, courtesy yes. of Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust. Um, Sebastian, back to Cavalier. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I was laughing interiorly, trying to not make noise. I was <laughs> no, that's okay. No, that's okay. Um, it, 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 it is fun. You know, we try to have some fun here on the show. Um, try to make it light. Try to make it enjoyable. Not to make it too dry. So any any time we can have a little bit of fun, we we try to partake in that. Um, but no, so Cavalier, you know, like I said, so th- was this your second year at the trade show or your third? Oh no, it's like fifth or something. Fifth, like really? This. Oh, okay, all right, yeah. nice, nice. It's been I think fifth ish, four fourth or fifth. I don't remember again. Trade uh, GCA thing, uh, uh, COVID thing, kind of uh, blurs everything. But I think fourth or fifth, and TP was only second, and then. Dortmund and all that. Yeah, it's all a big thing. It's starting to all blur together. <laughs> mm. You know, it's true. You know, especially like the busier you get, uh, the more you're doing, the longer, the longer, the more time that goes by, it all does turn into a blur after a while. It's just kind of like I can't even remember like all the things we've done at this point. Um, yeah, but it's interesting. You know, it's it's normal. I think it's just how things are. You just get, you know. The only the only important thing is not to get into the routine, right? If not, you start losing that interest in that spark, and that's what you need to avoid, I guess. Now, so let me ask you this question. So obviously, the the trade show itself has been you know a topic you know just because it just happened, but also there's people who have been in praise of PCA. There's been people who have you know criticized PCA. I was on a panel on Monday night with How About That Cigar. We talked a little bit about this, you know, as an exhibitor and a manufacturer who, you know, has partaken in the show for a few years. And, you know, I, you, I know you've said you've been at TPE, you've been at the Dortmund show. Um, how would you say this show compared to the last four that you did PCA wise? Uh, the 2022 show we, we were just at, how does that one compare to the previous four that you participated in? You know, I think there are different factors um, on a company that is our age. Uh, the first part, the pr- first factor is that obviously the first years, especially when we just had started, are difficult to compare to now, right? Because there has been a lot of difference in acceptation of what we do and who we are and everything, which when it's your first or second show, nobody gives a shit, let's be honest, right? So, <clears throat> I mean, it's, you know, it is what it is. So it's hard to compare. I really, I really think it's hard to compare. There, another factor is, you know, a little, what, what was it, two, three years uh, before COVID, there was, there was a real big, like, cold wind blowing over the industry. You know, I mean, people, we, we can't forget that EFDA was the biggest topic there and then obviously retailers were pretty cold and trade shows have been suffering across industries anyways right um but i think that uh last year's the easiest com- the easy- easiest things that can compare is last year to this year at least um <clears throat> last year i think people got all crazy because they could go out of home again right? i think people were excited to be out and the 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 it felt like more like people were it was a really good show but people were especially happy and more playful uh because it was that liberty again i think this year the show was much more um you know 
professionally orientated people were there to do business even though they were there to do business last year i think this year uh, people are back into a much more regular routine of work um and i think that changes how people behave uh on a personal level um but uh you know you look at the numbers and everything i've, I've you know like everybody in the industry we below that uh it's relevant and irrelevant at the same time the reality is i think are you sticking your head you know up above the crowd high enough so that people come and see you or not so i, I think it's really um it's 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 a tough question i think the show was good um people were there to do business uh yes we all believe that it would be amazing to have you know bigger amounts of retailers again go in and maybe being more involved but that's something that every industry has said uh show is suffering from and has been suffering from probably for the last decade so it's it's something that is decreasing anyway the question is to know if if it's something that can be reversed really or not did you find that i mean we've talked a little bit about you know another just other discussions you know the traffic of the show in, in general but in terms of you know your booth and with cavalier you know did you find that um there was still a lot of traffic you know just amongst your booth you know with a lot of people coming in and just a lot of a lot of business coming in and, and people being excited uh to buy and whatnot uh some 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 especially in the smaller ones you know that the smaller brands some have said it was kind of slow everyone was at the bigger manufacturers and then some of the small brands were like we were slammed because we feel like there was more of an opportunity for us because some of the bigger brands were not at the show and so that allowed some of these retailers to be like well let me look and see some of these other guys who are here that i don't know well i think the crowd that attends and has attended since last year is aware of this and is also a crowd that is interested by not only the big four but also any other family-owned business uh what i can tell you is we consistently basically double our business every trade show uh and this trade show was not an exception to that uh we definitely were busy obviously the last half day was slow because <laughs> i think half the show was already sick and oh yeah half already left. <laughs> um, so which is always the case <laughs> Yeah, and, and you know, the, the half last, like, half, half day just doesn't make a lot of sense. But it, at least it, it gives everybody a little bit of time to hang out. But um, the first days were, were very busy, and, and we've had a very good show, so I really can't complain. Yeah. Do you think that the last half day should be eliminated and the, and the show should just be a straight three days like TPE? Well, we had that conversation uh, with a couple of people during the last half day, actually. Um, and... You know, eliminated, I don't know, but maybe it could be reversed where it could start with a half day. Um, so maybe, or, <clears throat> you know, there is maybe an opportunity if you start with a half day to spend more time in that first half day, maybe with the press or something like this. Because at the end of the day, when, when, when it's the last half day, you've already seen the press, you've already seen the customers, people are leaving. So it just, you're there to hang out with, you know, a couple of friends in the industry and just see, you know, a couple of more people. But um, I really don't think that half last day is, is, you know, efficient for at least most people, if not everybody. Mm -hmm. um, yes, you do write some business. Yes, you still see some people. But honestly, if you delete that half day, you, you'd still see the same people and write the same amount of business, I think. Uh, I don't really know the value of that last day. But again, you know, we're not organizing it. We 
commit to the show the way it is and that's what it is right we 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 uh we decide to commit to it and that means that we stay until the end absolutely um now one of the things i wanted to ask you about was cavalier has done some collaborations with some other people too you guys have done some other small projects uh, do you have any projects that you maybe you're working on that we might see before the end of the year yeah we've mainly done um how do you how, how do you put that we've we've done one or two things for friends since uh we opened the factory we mainly did uh shop exclusives and stuff like this for anniversaries shop anniversaries stuff like that uh which were interesting projects because it allows you to play around a little bit we do have a very busy couple of years coming up especially the next 12 months are um unusually busy uh in terms of releases and stuff that we've been working on and you know in the process of releasing or um or planning on releasing up to next up to the next trade show yeah um there are several things uh we we got to that stage as you said uh the inner circle is the first cigar that you see from us that doesn't have the gold diamond um it is not just a one-time thing uh we're actually expanding the portfolio um the difference is I, so far we always expanded the portfolio of lines under cavalier the way people knew it um which is something that we are continuing to do but we also figured that it was interesting and important for us to expand and uh, be able to share another kind of message with um the consumers and, and everybody that partners up with us um and also challenge ourselves a little bit differently in terms of bringing another expression of what cigars are for us uh, meaning uh, adding brands in the portfolio uh, instead of just adding lines under a brand, uh, which is which is very interesting process. So yeah, we'll have releases coming out uh, a little bit before the end of the year. Uh, we also have a complete rebrand and reblend of one of the lines, which is uh, going to be very interesting. Um, something that was overdue and very excited about what is happening with this one. Um, we do have plans for TPE, uh, which I can't give too much information yet about because it's a big big step for us it's really another interesting thing a little bit like the inner circle that you're smoking right now in terms of uh, thought process and then uh, later at pca we'll have an extension line under the inner circle brand so you so you'll be at tpe you'll have something big that you're going to unveil at tpe you will be back for PCA next year. You'll have something else there. That sounds good. I mean, Absolutely. you got some, you got some irons in the fire. And then you mentioned a, a rebranding of one of your existing lines. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. Um, complete rebranding, but not only rebranding. It's actually a complete reblend and complete rebrand. So, so it's it's, it's um, the concept of the line is going to remain what it has been, and um, it will just be refreshed and put to the more more if you want put to what put to the standards of what um my thoughts on tobaccos are now compared to what they were when uh it originally launched okay was the second line yeah which um is is uh, there is a news that we've not announced yet but uh, because it's early but it's basically uh work on the usa school uh, 
um, yeah, it's going to be very interesting. It's not just a one project. Uh, it's part of uh, several regional exclusive releases for several countries. Um, and we decided to, to put everything under one umbrella and try to have everything make sense uh, visually. But also, it was a good opportunity to rework a little bit on the product itself and, uh, well, actually rework quite a bit on it. Uh, and I'm really excited. Yeah, I think it's going to be something very interesting. Yeah, I'm really excited to see where you guys go. Like I said, I've, everything you have done so far, I've been uh, very excited with. It's it's been it's been amazing. You guys have done a great job. So, and now that you guys have your own factory, you know that kind of opens up a lot more possibilities for you too. You, you have a lot more control over what you're working on and what you're doing uh, by being able to do it all in house. Uh, one thing I, I wanted to just pause for a second to circle back. Orlando made a comment here that I wanted to address. Uh, Orlando said PCA will be in Las Vegas in 2023. And in 2024, it will be in a different location as their contract is up in 2023. So, Orlando, I just want to clarify, uh, that's not necessarily true. The contract does end in 2023. However, uh, the decision has not been made on where the shows will be in the next contract. Uh, there is a possibility it will not be in Las Vegas. Um, but after it's small. It, it's sm after the So, after the press conference that was held for the media at PCA, uh, on on the Monday, uh, the the two leading destinations are Las Vegas by far, uh, number one, and then this far behind in number two, f from what we understand, uh, was New Orleans. Although there's some logistical concerns with New Orleans, um, but it is being considered. But no, no decision has been made yet, so there there is no there is no definite um, exit from Las Vegas at this time for the PCA trade show. I just I wanted to clarify that for for people. I think I think uh, I think uh, Las Vegas, as you said, is probably the most convenient one for conventions. Period. Now, New Orleans has been the case already in the past, so it could be another option, of course. Yeah, it, it, it's definitely an option. I think that there is some hesitancy there because of some of the smoking rules and just kind of the layout of where things are and. And doing some, a lot of the the non-show activities too, which I think is becoming more and more important for people based on the the conversations that are being had and some of the surveys that are being had. Um, there there are some logistical issues, um, but again, like we we've talked a lot about that, but in, they have not made a decision yet. Uh, they're they're still trying to figure that out. Uh, right now, there's there's a good group at the helm at the PCA, so uh, I'm excited to see what they come up with. It'll be interesting uh, what changes they do make. Uh, moving forward but um yeah i mean well, they've been they've been pretty active in general i think you know they they, they you know from, from my perspective at least um i think they've tried to rectify some things they've tried to be a little more proactive with certain things and and I've, they've really i think done their best to go towards the right direction also in terms of communication and everything um, compared to, uh, I think in the past, uh, quite a bit of people complain about certain things that are harder to complain about today, I guess. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying it's perfect, but... Yeah, and, and the thing is, I think Vegas is nice for its proximity to everything and the organization of it, and obviously you can smoke in most places there. Entertainment but in between. Entertainment in between. There's a lot of space, and there's plenty of hotels within you know close proximity to the convention center, but it is expensive. It's very expensive there, and that is a concern. Um, but 
as I said, they they have some they have some irons in the fire there. They have some options. Um, so you can do Vegas on a budget though. That's the good thing they about could. Vegas is that you can. You have to walk more. <laughs> yeah. You can't. That's true. You know, stay where they have the convention, but there is a way to do it cheaper. Like the gentleman who spent seven thousand dollars for one day. Yeah, yeah. There's <laughs> that. There's that guy. Um, well, you know, it's it's time uh, for our top three segment, which we I don't think we have run since before the trade show. We didn't do it last week. Uh, we we kind of just we got too deep into the show with, with Carney, but um, we're gonna do our top three segment brought to you by Room 101. Watch the smoking tobacco show. Eat your vegetables. Take your vitamins. Smoke Room 101. Um. Sebastian, another, while we were on the topic, I I, I wanted to, to do the top three. Um, this is one that we've been we've been kicking around. I've been waiting to ask somebody other than Carney, um, as I did last week. So, um, three things about the three things about the show that you did not like that you wish were better. First is COVID. <laughs> I think we all can agree about that. Yeah, that's this one is pretty obvious. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> no, um, I think yeah, that that half day was a little strange. I mean, just the way the the the, the I can't say I didn't like it. I just think the way the the, the last day, the where the last day has been, half day has been placed. I think could be placed in a better way, or. A better moment, maybe early on, um, and uh, walking too much. Walking too much. <laughs> I haven't heard that. That's that's one I have not heard yet. I haven't heard walking oh, too much. <laughs> don't tell me. Don't tell me. Nobody's complaining about the feet. Always, it hurts. It's horrible. <laughs> that's. I mean, that's every fair. year. Every year, it's the same thing. No, honestly, I think in general for the rest, um, there is not much that just comes to mind like this. You know, it's it's trade show, it's work, it's a good time to also catch up with the family, the the people of the industry, and everything. But there is no like really specific things that come out like negative uh, to me right now, like this on top of my my mind. Well, that's good. That's good. You know, that's it, it, everyone kind of says something different, and so I'm curious to see. Like, as as manufacturers, I think who play one of the biggest roles as actually exhibiting at the show. It's always interesting to hear what their thoughts are on the things that they don't like or they want to change. So um, that was kind of different than what a lot of people have said. <laughs> but uh, no, but it was good. That was good. I mean, if maybe a little lighter, maybe a um, little lighter. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I think I think it's pretty practical to have it or to have had it where it was the last couple of years uh, just because you can be in the same hotel and work straight there, you know, instead of having to go out to take the train and stuff like this, try to get somewhere. Right. I think there's quite a bit of positives. Of course, you can dig deeper and, and you know, try to figure out problematics of, uh, as we had discussed earlier, how to get, you know, a bigger um, chunk of the, the, the retailers engage again because it's a retailer association and all those kind of things. Um, I might imagine some people talk about who is attending and who is not and things like these. But honestly, you know, I think it's it's a choice for everybody. So I don't I don't I don't really see those things as a negative or something like that. Well, that's good. You know, anytime you can find some positivity in something, it's always a good thing. Um, 
you know, it, it, it sounds like you had a great show. Uh, our show wasn't as great as it could have been because of the sickness, and we we had some other uh, some technical issues in the beginning of the show that we didn't we didn't kick off as well as we wanted to. But we we still made the best of the show. Um, a lot of our issues were more personal and internal versus the actual show itself. Um, but I don't know. Well, being sick. Yeah, <laughs> being sick was definitely the big one. But there's, there's nothing you can do about that. That's kind of it's 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 hard yep. to avoid. Um, and it was kind of it was kind of no surprise to be honest, right? Las Vegas, um, the, the 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 situation hasn't changed. Let's be honest, it's the same thing. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's it's you know buddies get used to it, I guess, uh, and we have to work. You know, it's something we all have to get used to and work around. Um, but it's pretty obvious that this is going to be, I would imagine, most probably something fairly common now. Oh yeah, I think so too. I think this is going to be the 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 standard uh going forward the after the after show present <laughs> yeah <laughs> you go home with a gift <laughs> um yeah no i mean it it was it was you know another year in the bag another another show for you another show for us and for everyone else who participated it was great um like i said you guys did seem like you had a great show i did come by the booth we did talk for a little bit and um you know the booth was great it was it was really nice the layout Really cool, real comfortable. Had everything on display. It looked nice. Um, you know, the inner circles were on display. Uh, just it, really awesome. I, I was really excited for you guys. Like I said, just from the outside looking in, it felt positive for you guys. So I was really happy. Um, you know, when I did stop by, you know, it seemed like you guys were having a, a nice show, which is always good. That's that's what we want to see. Um, no one wants to have a bad show, especially as a as a uh, manufacturer. You know, everyone wants to, to make the most out of that show. It's not cheap to attend, and it's it's very logistical too. So you know, to make it all worthwhile is what I think everyone strives for. But you know, another year in the bag. We look forward to the next one. Uh, we are getting towards the the end of the show, getting pa oh just about past our uh, our hour mark. And um, Sebastian, I just wanted to thank you again for being here with us tonight. Thank you for finally coming on the show. Uh, this is a something we've been talking about for a little while now. I'm glad we were able to actually do it and have you on. This was a uh, it was a great time. I appreciate you guys. Thank you again for the opportunity. It's a pleasure, and uh, looking forward to the next time. Yeah, absolutely. And hopefully by next time, you know, we'll have you know even more to talk about some of the stuff that you kind of teased there a little bit for the future. Maybe uh, we can be talking about that next time you come on. We look forward to that. Uh, we look forward to seeing you at TPE. Uh, we will be there in full force uh, with with probably a bigger team this time, uh, as I mentioned last week and on the Spare Note Show. Uh, Nicole and I will not be alone at our next rodeo. Uh, so we look forward to that. Uh, we look forward to see what you have at TPE and uh, what you have going on. It's always exciting, and uh, it should be a good time. So, again, thank you for being here with us tonight. Uh, I want to congratulate the two winners of our giveaway. We will contact them after the show in just a few minutes. Uh, and then we will be posting and setting up our next giveaway. The it's already done. Oh, it's already done. Wow, Nicole's already on it. Nicole's already, already got it, it out quick. there. It so was. that was that was fast. This is you know this is she keeps she keeps everything in line, Sebastian. <laughs> yeah, she keeps it going. Uh, so that's already yeah. out there. So go find that. Uh, wh where where can they find that? Um, right now it's on my pages, but it will share it to the Smoke and Tobacco. And yep. Just okay. A little bit after the show. All right. Sounds yeah. good. So stay tuned for that. And there's no spare notes this week. We will be back next Thursday with Ben from Luxury Cigar Club. He'll be coming back to talk about some more projects that they have going on. And then on that following Saturday, uh, the Saturday of 
following that show next week, uh, there will be another Spare Note series with myself and William Cooper. So stay tuned for that. And then we have some big guests for August. We do. We have yeah. some. We have some interesting people coming on. Some big guests. We have some fun stuff planned uh, as we head towards the fall. We have some some things to uh, to do, and it'll be a very exciting. So stay tuned for that. Stay with us. As always, don't forget to like and subscribe. Thank you for watching with us live. Thank you for listening later on all the podcast platforms, wherever you can find our podcast. Please go on and like and subscribe there as well. And as always, visit SmokingTobacco.com for more cigar industry news as well as our PCA 2022 coverage brought to you by Drew Estate. We will see you next week, guys. Take care. Bye, everyone. Thank you for spending your time with us at Smoking Tobacco. Please remember to like and subscribe for more episodes and content. And as always, visit SmokingTobacco.com for news and updates from the cigar industry.